Welcome to the On The Money podcast with John Manike. How's it, boss? Blessed and highly favored in Grand Gujan Putong. Ah, no, no, sharp, sharp. You're a household name when it comes to entrepreneurship locally. And I'm sure your brand is going places. But before we go there, I'm more interested in your family background. Because, you know, sometimes we appreciate where you are because we want to know who is DJ Spoo? Um, thank you for the opportunity. I think just like most of South African households, I'm from Kokasi. Hmm. Not rural, but uh, I would say Kasi. Hmm. You know, Kasi would be hmm. township, yeah. you know, uh, hmm. for lack of a better word. Yeah. So I grew up in a township called Tembisa, Dusty Streets. Back in those days, there was no hard roads at the time. There were no street lights. There was no mm. internet or DSTV or a lot of the privileges that I think mm. we are enjoying today. Mm. Uh, although the, I, I believe that type of upbringing, mm. um, you know, shapes us. Mm. I think you're probably from a similar background as yeah. well, yeah. where we are taught, Hori, mm. uh, it takes a village to raise a child. Okay. Where if you jump into a bus and there's an elderly person mm. walking in, you know, you can stand up and give him a chance to sit down and... Mm were raised on, on morals, on values, on community spirit, mm. on going kadima next door. You know, um, that community spirit. Kids were kids. Kids were allowed a chance to be kids. Mm. Uh, adults were there to discipline kids and just play an adult role, even, mm. even though it was not their kids. So I grew up in an environment like that. But yeah. I think I was blessed to have traded from an early age. So I would say that's where my oh. entrepreneurship introduction sort of started, without mm. me being aware. Yeah. I was just irritated. <laughs> After school, but basically that was the introduction to entrepreneurship. I think we, we, we grew up from a similar background because from the way you're explaining, I can see Uri, is that family where you, we don't throw away the cooking oil. Yeah. It, 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 it's reused several times and it still yeah. smells nama, even though there's no meat there. Yeah. Uh, you know, in hard times, yeah. And you can open the fridge and it's frozen there. Mm. So we saved from last night's cooking oil. <laughs> we put it in a cup, put it in the yeah. fridge, yeah. and it's now solid, but we're going to use it the following day. Yeah. I remember the time when, I mean, you wouldn't have even toothpaste. Yeah. When things would be so tough that you'd use molora, yeah. you know, ash, yeah. to brush your teeth. Yeah. I remember a time even when sometimes maybe there wouldn't even be lotion or Vaseline. Mm. You would use... Um, no, not even the big margarine, the small one used to be called Erika. Ratata Erika. But it was normal because yeah. we were kids. It's not like we we're exposed to anything better. Yeah. So at the time, it was just normal for us, you know? Was Ogula Scambele? Stash water. I don't know. But then you, you started blowing up uh, as time went on. We started knowing you. But then there's this thing. I don't know whether you once came out, Nji, uh, on this thing. There was this character, Mzege Zege. Did you ever come out? Did you ever confirm? Are you Mzegazego or is there someone else? It's, it's, it's a beautiful compliment when people say that. Yeah. He's not a character, he's actually a human being. Oh, I think yeah. we did some great work together with Mzegsman, you mm. know? Mm. But I know a lot of people, they still say it's a rumor, they think it's me, which I think it's a beautiful thing. Yeah. He was ahead of his so time. So it wasn't you, it was someone else? Yeah, it was somebody else. It was not you, maybe in more than one character or. I would have to be Superman. Sure. To, to have achieved everything Mzegazaga achieved. Yeah. Pelam Mzegazaga said a trend, you guys are wearing masks now. 
2022. Yeah. wore masks like what 20 years ago. Mm. Uh, you know, he basically came out and said it doesn't matter who you are. Yeah. came out in overalls and said it doesn't matter what I'm dressed, how yeah. I'm dressed. It doesn't matter how I speak. It yeah. doesn't matter how I look like. Mm. I can succeed. Wow. I can achieve whatever I want to achieve. Mm. And I'm going to show musicians that even though mm. I'm not a fully trained musician, I'm going to force my way into the music game mm. and I'm going to conquer the music game. He used to say that even before he got into the game. Mm. And everything he said he achieved. And mm. he had five albums later, multi-platinum mm. albums, awards. Mm. He had a very successful career and I'm mm. really grateful to have played a role in the record company that Muzegezega was a part of. So we all worked together with hmm. the late, great uh, Brown Dash, Pion Pamila, my brother, May Soros, in peace. Okay. And a whole lot of other guys. So we were young, you know, yeah. we had this youthful spirit. We all wanted to make it. Hmm. And we had this <clears throat> label that had like Kwaito talent, hmm. that had like hmm. vocalist talent, producers. Hmm. And we just all came together and created something amazing. Little did we know that uh, hmm. we'll create South African music history as a, a record label at the time, TS Records, you know? Yeah. So in your early years of your career, you know, when you started blowing up um, as a DJ and look, and the role you were playing in the music industry, how would you describe your relationship with money in your early stages of your career? I think the relationship with money is just like any other kid. Mm. We've got very bad habits. Mm. We are taught um, money is the root of all evil. Mm. You're hearing that over and over mm. from your household. sometimes And as a kid, you are only, uh, you know, as good as your environment mm. because you're being, you know, nurtured around this talk mm. and i think that's the talk in black communities and mm. because a lot of us come from impoverished backgrounds and mm. obviously based on our history in south africa some of you guys would know the history it's a sad situation that you know we have to come from those circumstances but be that as it may you know we, we we've had to come from there and we had to you know some of us prove ourselves mm. And also understand who we are and where we come from and you know feel the need to want to go give back. Mm. I was given a chance to have a good relationship with money selling Gospaz. Okay. Starting to understand money can change I knew, etc. But I don't I didn't understand mm. the systems of how banks work with money, what is credit, what is debit, what is savings, what is investing, and none of that stuff. I didn't know. I was mm. just a teenager working at the Spaza, but all I did and all I learned at the time was to trade, mm. was the skills to speak to people was the opportunity to close sales, create relationships with some taxi drivers who'd buy from me even tomorrow. Do you know what I mean? And even when I'd go to school, I'd grab like some sweets on loose drawers and chocolates into my school bag. So little did I know that skill is a skill that I'm gonna grow up with and it's gonna help me at a later stage, you know? And, and that's why, I mean, I've written some books about selling, etc. but the relationship with money was very, very poor. Mm. I've had to learn the hard way, just like a lot of us um, have had to, which is sad, mm. and I'm glad there's programs like these so we can talk about our mistakes uh, openly and transparent to try and help up some younger people out there so they do not get to repeat our mistakes, you know? Mm. Would you say Chelete in anything, but it was a long-distance relationship with money? No, it's As I told you, I was good in selling. Mm. I mean, it didn't end with me just selling Gospaza. Mm. I, I got so used to selling and I got so used to always having money that even when I was no longer at home, 
I always had to find ways of selling. So I've sold in the trains, I've sold at parking lots, I've sold at a company called WWI Worldwide Wholesalers Industries where they recruit people, train them to sell, teach them a system called the five and the eight, teach them how to sell, how to close sales, how to be excited when approaching customers, how to have a, a great positive attitude, how to make an, a, a customer excited so you even upsell, you even sell more, mm -hmm. how you get them excited over your product, how you close, how you choose a territory, you know what I mean? All of those different skills I learned from a company called WWI, but luckily mm. I was already coming from a spaza shop background. So I think WWI then just intensified my selling skills. And at the time, you've had to build a crew of about eight trainee managers who are going to sure. train others to sell. So out of those 20 people, eight of them have to be trainee managers. Wow. So if you've got a crew of those 20 people who are creating production, because we used to go out in the morning every day and go sell. Where today it's called Maboneng, 286 Fox Street. That used to be our warehouse. Hmm. I used to get into a taxi from Kokasi, get off, go north, take another taxi to go GP, go GP, walk all the way to um, go 286 Fox Street. That's where we'd learn in the morning, we'd come and sing, they'd pump us up, motivate us, and they'd give us products to go sell in the streets. We'd be here in Johannesburg, we'd be going street to street, Market Street, Pritchard Street, Commissioner Street, Fox Street, you name them. I mean, I know the entire city of Johannesburg, you know, hmm. <laughs> just from selling and just trading, you know? Yeah. So, Chaletea and then, you know, you grew up with money around you and all that. What would you say were your worst financial decisions you ever made in your life? Uh, good question. Worst financial decisions is making money and not reinvesting it back to the asset that was giving me the money. Mm. Making money and spoiling myself, mm. <laughs> you know, spoiling myself not accordingly, mm. but spoiling myself with the hope that I'm going to get more money. And that was a cycle that happened and over and over for a couple of years. And I was very blessed. I mean, mm. I did very well mm. in the entertainment industry for my early days. Yeah. We did really well for ourselves. But I think when you're young and you make the money, you also just want to be like the Khotmans you used to look up to. You want to mm. buy the fleshy cars. You want to buy the designer clothes, you know. Luckily, because I was in the entertainment industry, I traveled the world at other people's expenses. They were booking me to be everywhere. Mm. I'm blessed that even till today, I mean, I travel at other people's expense. Mm. It's one of the blessings that I'm always grateful for. But traveling the world opened me up. It sort of made me, you know, smarter. But still, that subconscious mm. bad money management, or let me say bad relationship with money that I had, mm caught up with me because when you are spending on things that are not bringing the money back mm. at some point whatever the source is where you're making the money it, dries up. it can dry up depending on, on whatever that asset is yeah. and Runa the asset was our record label which did so well that at some point at the peak of our um, success as a, an independent South African record label we were offered for our record label to be bought for a good amount of money, especially for those days, mm. a couple of millions mm. would have set us up nicely for us to go either go reinvest or, or see whatever else we wanted to do. But we never sold. We were mm. so much in love with the business. Little did we know that it, the 2008 crash was just about to come and the, the physical distribution of music was just declining. Mm. And um, yeah, the market crash happened and we're no longer the top record label anymore. Music mm. wasn't selling. We lost yeah. an opportunity to cash out yeah. or make a bit of money by bringing in some investors. Mm. But um, all of those days, while all of that is happening, one is blessed with money. I'm, I've got shows, yeah. I'm giving talks, I've got TV shows, I've got mm. radio shows. I'm making a lot of money, right? Mm. It dried up and uh, when money dried up, that's when you start waking up, Koryo. You know, I could have done this with the money. I could have invested the money. I could have bought that. But luckily, at least I would buy some homes. So. Yeah. I've had, you know, I had one or two or three properties that I would invest in at the time that when things were bad, I, I would sell, mm. you know. So what were your lowest points 
in your life when it comes to finances? I mean, we've always known you to be this guy, a famous guy, DJ. I mean, clearly money, money was following you everywhere. Yeah, till today. <laughs> money follows me everywhere. <laughs> you know, some people are chasing it and we're not following you. Same thing, I used to chase it. Yeah. But whatever you chase runs away. Yeah. But they always say money is easy. Money mm. is energy. And once you understand the concept of money, only now mm. that I'm only learning and understanding mm. it better, mm. I can say those words. Yes. But yes, there's people like me who are blessed, <clears throat> whom opportunities follow them. Mm. But because of your bad habits and mm. your bad relationships with money, mm. the money will come but you will not have the skills to be able to keep it or mm. to grow it, you know? So that was me. My lowest point was when I had my things getting repossessed, you know? Mm. Uh, what my, was repossessed? My homes, uh, my house, my cars, and just not what? having money anymore. Okay. You know? Yeah. So you lost your ho homes? You're saying homes, which is... Was the house, I lost the house. The house yeah. and, and cars. Yeah. And how and then, did you feel at that time? Maybe? Because of my other investments elsewhere, at least mm. I've, I've had to go and let this, which were homes, mm. which were property. I didn't mm. have any other investment at the time. Mm. I've had to go and, and get rid of, of my other property. But, but it was sad. I, I think they always say, even in a lot of researches, that finances are the biggest cause of a lot of divorces all over the world. And I'm not only just talking about South Africa. Mm. Sometimes I see a lot of young people are doing well, and then at the back of my mind, it's like I can just bring them clothes and just whisper to them and say, hey, mm. that tap might just run dry one day. You don't know. There might just be a COVID that hits, and you're not going to get a chance to go perform anymore. Mm. What are you doing with the money that you're getting? Are you buying some homes? Are you mm. investing in some Ubers? Are you investing in another startup company elsewhere? Are you buying mm. trucks? What are you investing your money on so that tomorrow, yeah. when you're no longer as hot, at least you've got other things that you've invested in that can look after you for the rest of your life, you know? Apologies for papel, like Sometimes other people might misinterpret it as wakom. Yeah. But that's my attitude, right? Mm. Now I say, I love money. Money mm. loves me. Money yes. follows me. Mm. Money comes to me because I serve, because mm. I'm doing the Lord's work, because mm. I'm empowering young people, because I'm doing initiatives and strides to inform young people, to help young people, to encourage, to inspire young people. And when you're doing the Lord's work consistently, money will always follow you. I always say to people, I write it in my books as well, and I say, when money is your motive, you'll always be lacking. But when purpose is rooted in service, uh, money chases you, you can't get away from it. So I cannot believe that it's the energy, right? So if your energy and your spirit is pure and your spirit is about giving, I do believe that, you, you know, at some point, your frequency will align with that money frequency and it'll, it'll forever follow you. So Mina, that's just been the case with my life because mm. I don't like giving advices because I'm not a financial expert. I always uh, I tell people to go to financial experts or speak to professionals because I've made my own mistakes. But what has worked for me and what I've been blessed with mm. is having served my entire career that till today, I mean, you know, yeah. opportunities still come back to me. They still yeah. chase me. And I always kind of feel maybe it's because of all of the work that one continues to do by giving back, you know. When you lost some of your assets, did it cost you any relationship? Did you have people that disappeared out of your life because money wasn't Yeah, there? Yeah, it, so it happens. I think it's happened? normal. I what think happened? it's very natural. Mm. Anybody out there, ask the best athletes all over the world. Ask the uh, best musicians. They'll tell you that when you had money, you've got an entourage, you've got friends, you've got people that want to go out with you, you've got people that are just want to be close to you for whatever reason. Other people have got their own personal agendas just you know, to be around you. Mm. But also because of the type of communities we come from, we're mm. also generous, you know? Mm. You want to give back, you want to bring some of your friends to come and taste a bit of your success. You want to go and do some good things with, you know, some of the monies that you're getting. Sometimes you forget that not everybody who's around you is there for the good reasons, right? Mm. So when you experience the challenges, then that's when you get to see or know. Mm. 
I, I always thought everybody's around me, but I'm first time. Yeah. But then it's it's Ish. just how life is, you mm. know. And and it's not only just friends. I mean, I've heard of people who lose their marriages, who lose their significant others. It's normal. It happens. Mm. But when it happened to me at that time, yeah. I never understood. You know, I was angry. I was on the brink of depression. My heart was sad because I was just this famous person whom everybody knows my troubles and problems. I'm on the newspapers, shush every weekend. It's not easy. You don't handle it like an ordinary person would handle it, right? And I think those are some of the days where I, I sort of started deciding that, you know what, I don't ever want to lose money again. I'm going to come up with a strategy to go and not become rich. I'm going to go and become wealthy. Yeah. However it takes, how long it takes me, I'm deciding to go and become wealthy yeah. so that I can be able to have resources to go and help out and do good things yeah. in my community, you know? Talking about wealth, what do you think is the biggest stumbling block for a black child? To create wealth. I think a lot of institutions still don't have tailor-made products for the youth of 2022. I think a lot of institutions still have products that were catering to us. I'm 43 years old, bro. Some of them, they still have products that were catering to us when we were still at varsity. A lot of institutions have not moved on with the times. A lot of institutions have not understood the country that we're in and, you know, sort of come up with ways to empower the, the small guy on the ground. I'll make an example like what you guys are doing, partnering with AMPD Studios in town, an environment that's got Wi-Fi, it's got all these workstations. Young people come in here, they don't even pay a single cent. They can spend time here, they can be online, they can record their podcast. Which other facility is like that? So the fact that your institution partners with such amazing initiatives, yeah. it shows that you guys have got the will to want to help out the small guy. Yeah. The fact that you guys are doing these types of talks yeah. shows that you guys want that information that so that it goes out to the young guy out there. So we need that, but we don't need institutions that want to just look good yeah. for PR purposes. We want institutions that are rooted in wanting to help out an ordinary South African. I think right now we've got the biggest crisis, bro. Like we've got the highest unemployment rate ever. There's like more than half young people of the country are not working. So that's why I'm also here. I'm trying to hook up with as many of them as I can, try and help out as much as I can. I record podcasts, I interview other young people who are doing well, especially on the internet and online. And I ask them questions, how are you making this money? How are you making money on YouTube? How are you making money on TikTok? How are you monetizing your brand? How did you become a TikToker? How did you become an influencer? Like, share this information to other young people so they can know they don't have to hustle as hard as we did. I'm like, you guys right now have got this. And when you've got this and data, Power. you've got an entrance into a whole world of amazing opportunities. You can become an affiliate marketer with all these different companies. You can sell other people's products. You don't have to go start your own Mofire or Batu or Drip. You can come up with punchlines for companies or payoff lines for companies and get paid for it. You can listen to music and get paid. You can watch ads and get paid online. You can listen. There's so much money to make online, but it's just that a lot of our young people are only online for entertainment, gossip, fun, and music. And there's nothing wrong. Everything has got its own time. But I always try and advise young people, like, step out of your comfort zone. Just put away your, your or just start unfollowing some of these celebrities that are always just talking about buy my this, buy my that. Like just go to people that are adding value to your life and start opening up a YouTube channel. Start watching other... YouTube on its own. I'm not even talking about other platforms. Just YouTube on its own has got a video for everything that you can learn. You can even learn how to boil eggs. You can learn how to do the brick fall. You can learn how to make that chair. You can learn how to make money online, how to become an affiliate marketer. You can learn how to start a podcast, how to start a TikTok page. You can learn all of that stuff 
on YouTube. You can even learn forex trading. You can learn cryptocurrencies. You can learn about money. You can inform yourself yeah. or the do's and don'ts yeah. as far as money is concerned. Because yeah. also money is evolving. Yes. We're in a different world as people who are predicting the crash in back in 2008 are predicting that there's going to be, there might be a financial crash yeah. this year or next year. If you are somebody who's blessed enough to have an income, you should be investing that income somewhere or hold on to it. Even if it's a lot, you're overflowing, hold on in terms of spending on expensive things. Mm. Right now is not the time to do that. We just come from COVID-19, which has showed us what can happen. So even if you are making money, mm. please hold on to it because apparently mm. there might just be a crash mm. coming up very soon. So mm. why am I saying all of these things? These things are all money related. Mm. We have to know about money. Mm. We have to consult professionals. We have to sit down with professionals and learn from them. Because when I was young, when people would tell me about a financial advisor, I was like, oh, yeah. That was my attitude. Yeah. We'll be like unemployment and we know that about 66% of young people are unemployed. What do you think is the mindset of young people when it comes to employment versus entrepreneurship? I think you and I always believe that getting a job is the future, getting a degree. Mm. That was our lifestyle. That was our goal. That was, that's what was drummed into us, yeah. our generation. We're socialized right? that way. Yeah. I love the fact that Ndona Tsaruna know they're online. Mm. I love the fact that Ndona Tsaruna know are inspired by Theo Balo who started part. So that Ndona Tsaruna inspired by Likao Suwana, Tepo the Gym Maker. Ndona Tsaruna inspired by Richim Nisi, Spoo with his Mo Fire. Ndona Tsaruna starting to think entrepreneurially differently from how we thought. Mm. As much as some of us were entrepreneurs, I was saying, but I didn't even see it as entrepreneurship. Right? Mm. But some of us never had even bigger dreams to take that skill and grow with it. Mm. But I cannot believe the generations now, the young guys now, even some of them that I interact with here at MPD Studios, when they're sitting on their laptop, they're locked in. Mm. They don't even want you to come and say hi to them. You're disturbing them. They've got their headphones. They've got their internet. They're locked in. Mm. They're learning or they're yeah. making money. And mm. I think that's how it's supposed to be. Even the ones that are creating their own products. I mean, I used to have a hashtag. I currently don't have a Twitter account. It's been hacked. Hopefully, I'll get it back. But on Saturdays, I'll encourage my followers mm. to use the hashtag DJ Smoo. And then I just promote and retweet their businesses. Mm. The amount of businesses that are out there, the yeah. amount of brands and products mm. that a lot of young people are pushing out there. It's amazing. So mm. I kind of feel this generation is different from us. Mm. This generation wants it. They want it now. Mm. Rona as Khrutmans, as my time, will always have to be there to guide, mentor, etc. And use online facilities to even reach out to these young people wherever they are. Mm. Just like I use my platform to do whatever I'm doing to sort of give back and empower, share information. Mm. I kind of believe they're on the right track. Mm. They're not always going to get it right. We're only still in the beginning of this entrepreneurship, I would say, phenomenon. Mm. Yeah. It's only the beginning. Mm. I can only imagine how far South Africa would be 20 years from today, 40 years from today. Mm. But I'm loving the narrative that is loud all over the country right now. Yeah. We're doing our own thing. We're building our own business. We're doing it ourselves. We're sick and tired of being sick and tired. And sometimes things might be bad. And you might go through COVID-19 or lose your job or lose money or lose your business. But then maybe that situation has got the other side of the coin that might just be a wake-up call mm. to say, I don't want this to ever happen to my family ever again. And as a man, as a sister, as a breadwinner, as an elder sister or elder brother or the youngest, I'm going to go out there and hustle so that my family doesn't have to go through this ever again. Mm. What if Smoo is telling the truth? What if there is going to be another crash that's coming soon? Yeah. What am I doing right now to prepare for that? You mm. know, So we're living in another world, bro. Young people are inspired to, to become entrepreneurs. Some of them, they might 
might not have the answers, but the more we talk on platforms like these to send them online, the more a lot of them listen. I mean, if you pick to the team here at MPD Studios, how many young people are here every week or just in a month? Mm. It just shows you the hunger mm. they have in wanting to learn, you know what I mean? Yeah. Failure is a food or lunch of entrepreneurs. How do you define failure? Failure is necessary because you have to go through it for you to become better, mm. all right? You know what not to do. And it makes you think differently. It makes you re-strategize. It makes you stronger. It makes you smarter. Mm. It stretches your thinking mm. because what you thought was going to work didn't work. Mm. Find out different ways. Connect with other people. Learn from other people. Take a step back. Maybe what you're doing is probably not the right time. That time you don't even have the finances to support that dream. Maybe that opportunity that they've been trying to give you a job but your mind is so wired on becoming an entrepreneur, maybe you must take a few steps back and say, maybe look, let me go take that job yeah. and learn just for a couple of years. Mm. I'll still come back into the game and start my own business or I'll start a side hustle while I'm in that job. Mm. It's not bad after all to still be an employee because a lot of young people, what I see is we lack etiquette. Mm. I mean, if I call an Uber, for instance, right now, you find an Uber driver answering, hola, sure, over. When I, I walk into my business and the lady that works with me is answering clients in that tone, mm. I'll lose it. Yeah. You might even get a warning. You might even get fired. Yeah. That's not how you speak to clients. Mm. Etiquette, professionalism, mm. focus, punctuality, mm. respect, image. Mm. All these different things you learn when you're working for somebody else because you have to be led and mm. learn mm. for you to grow and then become better so you can go and lead. Mm. I was led by DJ Fresh. I was led by Kabzen. I was led by Root Boy Paul Fejo, Thomas Msengana. I was led by TK Nguza. I was led by Sipio Likuleni Shongwe. I was led by Nick Regis Ford. I was led by Mahrutmana Matai Mabo Mama Beitu. I've always been led. Mm. And I think that has given me an opportunity to learn so much mm. that right now a lot of young people, you know, yeah. look to people like myself for, for some sort of inspiration. Yeah. I, I love how you give credit to people who have played a part in your life, in your success, in shaping your future. How do you explain this phenomenon where you have young people, their friends, have a mind who knows every weekend, but the day you say, CV or I want to start a small business, all of a sudden, buy blue tick. Yeah, so as Prata House, so I always say, I mean, as you know as well, it's a very common line where they say, show me your friends, I'll tell you your future. Mm. I think it's very easy for you to understand the people around you. People usually tell on themselves, you know, mm. whatever comes out of people's mouth, they're telling on themselves. They tell you, people tell you who they are. It's like this chat that I've been having with you over the past 30 minutes. Mm. It gives you an idea as to who I am. Yeah. Even if maybe I might just try and think I don't want to say other things I'm hiding. Mm. But because I'm so passionate in talking about myself, yeah. I'm telling on myself as to who I am. So yeah. I cannot believe when people tell you that oh, you need to trust or believe them. And you have to be very honest with yourself. And I always say, when there's going to be summer, there's going to be like December, like Christmas, who shall be ready spring cleaning? Mm. Spring cleaning where the house is being spring cleaned. Yeah. The house is being painted, mm. the, you know, spring cleaning. In business people or in corporate language, they'll call it a SWOT analysis. Mm. But I always say as a person as well who loves themselves and who takes themselves seriously, mm. there has to be a time in your life where you either promote, demote or delete. Promoting because a lot of us are not even paying attention to the people who really love us. The, the real people who love us, we don't see them that often anymore. We visit them once in a while. We're putting them at arms. They can even be your parent. They can be your brother, your cousin, or even your best friend who loves you very much. They need some sort of promotion after you've done your own sort analysis. You've done your own spring cleaning in your life. Promote, 
demote. Yeah. Some people are too close to you, man. Mm. You can't be always available and you can't always just be giving them easy access to your life. If you think you're going somewhere, mm. you only have to have people that are also aligned with where you're taking right. your vision. That's right. So some people, maybe not necessarily to, to, to delete them, maybe there's sort of some sort of value they're adding and you're also learning from them, but they need some sort of distance in your at arm's length. Yeah. You know what I mean? Mm. But then there's other people who are just toxic to you, who are just there to take from you, who are just there to sometimes discourage you, mm. who are responsible for you, vibrating low, who speak behind your back, who spread rumors about you, and you think they are your friends. Mm. So you have to look at yourself in the mirror and be very honest. Maradimane mm. all the time, we're always going to drink. It's either we're going, like it's always about fun. I've never yeah. even heard them talk about, let's start a business, I've got this idea, yeah. here, this and that. Like, and the, the last three times that I was in trouble, Kidiman. Do you know what I mean? Oh, it's this sister. So you need yeah. to take yeah. that, they call it an epiphany, and be yeah. like, you know what, let me be honest with myself. Yeah. Let me make these tough decisions with yeah. my life, with where I'm taking my life. Mm -hmm. And you have to either promote, demote, or delete. So your friends or who you hang around with, uh, they play a very important role. So, Tasbo, take us into your confidence. What has been your biggest money lesson? Um, biggest money lesson? Jeez, there's been so many, but I mean, I would say, for now, my biggest money lesson was just the birth of my daughter, you know? Kim Shebi Dekar Esan, what's the king? The last thing I want King to say is that the video everywhere. I was once famous and I may have been, and I never invested anything in her life. So I used to look at her when she was just like still a few months old, when she was a year old, when she was two years old, and, she, and then I was like, you know what? I really need to make means and I need to be intentional about it to go and create a future for this baby of mine. I wasn't even thinking about myself anymore, you know, as much as I love myself, but I think the focus on myself shifted about eight years ago when my daughter was born. And it's just always been about my daughter. About me, I don't care. I mean, I can walk in a plain t-shirt, I don't care. I can just put on a blanket, I don't care. I believe my value is in me being me, not in what I'm wearing or in what I'm drinking or in what car I'm driving. So I've had to shift my mindset, unlearn some things, relearn some things, and look at my daughter as a life changer and say, she's inspiring me to change my money habits so that I can go and create a future for her and for her unborn brothers and sisters, you know? Mm. So for me, that's what I would say, apart from everything else I've already mentioned about money and losing cars, and just learning that sometimes if you don't invest it in assets, it'll keep coming, 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 and then it'll eventually run dry. You know, all of those are small lessons that one has learned, but the biggest lesson has just been that beautiful, innocent little baby daughter of mine, you know? She's just been a big life changer for me, and I think I'm not the only one. I'm sure you're a parent as well, and a lot of parents out there, they'll always tell you, yeah. when their firstborn came, yeah. they started changing yeah, their ways. Something changes. You know, I, I can relate. I mean, some people might not understand when you say that has been your biggest money lesson. You know, sometimes when we bring children into this world, all of a sudden, takeaway represents something else to you, and you have a different way of looking at uh, takeaway versus rather buying something that we can eat as opposed to behaving like you're still single. A simple thing, like when somebody goes crazy, about, like young guys, when they go crazy about, I always say sometimes, Yeah. And what I've done to say, anything between three to five if not six keepers. Yeah. And then a week is even a lot. <laughs> you know, a week they can finish that the pempatella in a week or in, in, in less than two weeks. So which means you must buy how many packs of that? And that's already five hundred bucks, bro. Yeah. 
and that's just one child. Mm. I haven't talken about school fees, I haven't spoken about hospital fees, medical aid, and uh, that is uh, an expense forever. Sure. You know what I mean? So be very careful when you also socialize and have fun. Mm. So mm. we're not saying don't, but yeah. do very responsibly. Use the matters that have to be used, but when you do get a baby in this world, just know that it's no longer about you, it's about your child. Yeah. And that's a, for me, that's how I can explain my biggest money lesson. How do you deal with adversity and negative energy? It's a mindset thing, mm. right? You have to work on your mind. There's something called personal development. You have to work on yourself. I always say to people, even people who want better relationships, like you can't jump from one relationship to the next. You have to take some time to heal first and work on yourself. And a lot of the times in my past, I used to blame my exes like we all do. But at some point, it came when I started maturing that you have to look within, have your own you know, personal introspection and be like, you know what, I actually messed up. Things probably could be different if I didn't behave this way, if I didn't take or make those decisions, if I didn't do this, if I didn't do that. And you have to be honest with yourself. Mm. But then you have to start working on yourself. You have to start following other people that can help you, whether it's reading books that are about personal development that are gonna make you better, whether it's listening to podcasts or motivational speakers, mm or whether it's you going to church, I think we all get our inspiration differently. Mm. But start trying to get yourself used to habits that better your life, that make you better. Because the more you work on yourself, you won't see. It's like you don't see a tree grow outside, right? Anybody who can tell me they've seen a tree grow, but you can see a tree, like you lost, how? I was here more than Easter. This thing, was busy watering this plant. It's the, is it this tree now? It's like mm. the size of this TV. Do you mm. know what I mean? Mm. You don't see the tree grow. But it's those consistent nurturing of that plant and watering it and, and, and looking after it. It's the same thing as the gym. Mm. You don't see the difference after you've gone to the gym a couple of days. The more you do another rep and then another rep and then another rep and another rep. But an accumulative effort of all those things that you do daily over and over. And I write about this on my book. My book, by the way, is for free. It's on YouTube. I've even read it for you in case you're lazy to read. It's mm. called The Art of Hustling. Mm. And accumulative of all of that then mm. becomes the success. That's mm. when then you start seeing people got a six-pack. Mm. You start seeing somebody you haven't seen in six months. Wow, you've lost so much weight. Mm. But they didn't see themselves every day as they were training. Labor one, they can just only compare, wow, this was my picture last month. Mm. Oh, comparing, oh, now I look a little bit slimmer. Then you start seeing the difference, right? But it's those little efforts on a daily basis that accumulate to the big thing. Mm. That's how I run my life. And I say, if you're going to personally develop yourself, mm. that's what it takes. Yeah. It's just reading this, that one or two or three pages. It's finishing that book. If you're lazy to read, there's audio books that you can read. You can even fast track them. You can read an hour's content in 30 minutes. You can watch somebody's interview who's your inspiration. You can start following less and less of the people that are about negativity and gossip and fights and mang mangu jolalimang and there's nothing wrong about that. You can have time for that, but maybe then try and substitute a certain number and balance that you start following people that are also helping you to become better. So for me, I'd attribute personal development to being the person that I am becoming. I'm slowly becoming. And I can hear it from people. As much as I still feel I'm the same person, mm. but I can still tell that I'm different from how I was 10 years ago. And some people come and tell me, I was, I was so impressed with your growth. Yeah. You've grown smooth, amazing. Mm. Stuff that's coming out of your mouth, things that you're doing. So then that shows maturity. Why? Mm. Because I have been working on myself on a daily basis. Till today, I still work on myself mm. every day. I like what you said about the art of hustling. So, Batubas Panang, we have a 9 to 5. Some people call it 84, whatever they call it. Why do you think people are struggling to transition from depending on a single income, if I may put it that way, and just exploring the possibility of having a side hustle 
What do you think is a stumbling block there? I think it's a comfort zone and security mm. and just the fear. Mm. People, they are so rooted in loving their families and loving what they've built, whatever it is, whether it's your family, you've got three kids, you've got a wife, or you've got a husband, you've got, or you've got a boyfriend, you're planning to get married. A lot of people have been on a comfort zone so much so that they are scared to go and explore because I already have got bills to pay, mm. I already have kids here. What if, what if, what if? Mm. And that's why a lot of people are scared. What if I lose all of this? But then, you know, in this then age of 2022, 2023, I think we're at an age where information and good information and financial education is for free. It's mm. out there. Mm. You can follow people like Bo Austin Nicolette Mashile. You can follow people like Bo. There's a lot of people like you. Mm. By the way, great work, brother, for the work that you've been doing. You know, there's so much content that is out there that you don't even have to pay for mm. and learn. And we're not saying you're going to learn everything in, in two weeks. You're going to learn everything in a month. But a little bit of just learning, a little bit of just learning, it does make a difference, bro, you know? Mm. Your final words. If you were to give tips to young people about how to have a responsible relationship with money, what would that be? A responsible relationship with money starts with you being um, a participant with money. I was a participant by selling as much as I wasn't aware that I was learning about money and, and sort of building a relationship about money. So somebody else would say, it takes you selling that can of mofire to that polo player of that guy who's driving and is so impressed with the way you are speaking and is so impressed with the way you ran to him and the way you're speaking to him, the way you're smiling that he's saying, there's my business card or give me a call. Let's meet at such a place next week, Tuesday. You don't get the next level of opportunity sitting here or sitting Kohai. Yes, nowadays you can still use the internet and hustle online. But if you want to get somewhere, you still have to get data. You still have to get a phone. You still have to apply yourself and do the work online. Even if it means Utlinama toilet. The next opportunity is Oktolarayma 69. So yeah. toilet will sprinkling clean. Even if you are pissed off, there's days when I'm irritated. Yeah. There's days when I even fight with my business partners, but we all have got a common goal. Mm. I have to make sure the job is done because we've got goals to achieve mm. and we've got a mandate, we've got a mission. Mm. We've got a lot of work to do. That's the attitude that you must adopt. Doesn't matter where you are, whether you're a waiter, a waitress, whether you're still looking for a job, you're unemployed. You really, really, really have to believe that you are capable. You're great, you're awesome. You are, it's not your time yet. There are opportunities out there. It's just that it's not your time. You are smart, you are bright, you're beautiful. You're better than other people that you think are better than you. They probably just started before you did. They probably had better resources than you did, but you can even do better. You're great, you're awesome, and just, you need to start understanding that and just loving yourself and understanding that the answers are not out there. The answers are in here. It's you that you have to work on. It's not your friend that you have to blame, your mother, the parents that you did not have, or government. Yes, we have to keep our governments accountable. Yes, we have to tell our stories about what happened to our past. Yes, we have to um, keep our friends accountable who maybe might have betrayed us or mm. might have done us wrong. Mm. But what's going to happen when you're 65? Mm. What's going to happen when you're 78? Mm. Are you going to be blaming those people when your grandchildren are standing here or when time is gone, your energy is gone, life is gone? Are you going to keep on blaming people? Are you going to keep on complaining about the past and complaining about what was done to us? Or are you going to start being a solutions-driven type of a young person and go out there, you know what I'm saying, guys, internet is there for you. Exploit it the best way you can take. Guys, there has never been a time like this. There's never been a time like There's even wealth transfer that is currently happening. There's YouTubers, for instance, who started turn eight years ago who are now becoming any 
young millionaires. Why? Because they are online. There's just this vibe that is taken over all over the whole world. And if you're not wanting to become a part of it, unfortunately, you will be left behind. It's time to get up that behind of yours. Yeah. I just remembered one thing, though. Sure. What is the one thing, financially speaking, that people don't know about Tasbu? I'm creating wealth so that I can give it all back. Okay. Ah, Tasbu, thank you for your <laughs> pulse of wisdom. That thank much you, appreciated. And please continue doing that good work, Baba. May you continue doing the great work, too. And um, congratulations, Old Mutual. Thank you guys for the awesome work you've done. You also guys were instrumental in creating some of the most successful podcasts in the country. You need to yeah. continue doing the incredible work you're doing yeah. towards young people. So thank you so much. Ah, thank God you. bless. Thank you. Thank sure, you. Thank sure, you. Sure, thank sure. you. Old Mutual. Do great things every day. Old Mutual Life Assurance Company, SA Limited, is a licensed FSP and life insurer.